Section 18 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 3, by Henry Gray. The Subclavian Artery, Part 2. The basilar artery, Arteria basilaris, so named from its position at the base of the skull, is a single trunk formed by the junction of the two vertebral arteries. It extends from the lower to the upper border of the pons, lying in its median groove under cover of the arachnoid. It ends by dividing into the two posterior cerebral arteries. Its branches on either side are the following. Pontine, anterior inferior cerebella, internal auditory, superior cerebella, posterior cerebral. The pontine branches, remi ad pontem, transverse branches, are a number of small vessels which come off at right angles from either side of the basilar artery and supply the pons and adjacent parts of the brain. The internal auditory artery, arterius auditiva interna, auditory artery, a long slender branch, arises from near the middle of the artery. It accompanies the acoustic nerve through the internal acoustic meatus and is distributed to the internal ear. The anterior inferior cerebellar artery, arterius cerebelli inferior anterior, passes backward to be distributed to the anterior part of the undersurface of the cerebellum, anastomosing with the posterior inferior cerebellar branch of the vertebral. The superior cerebellar artery, arterius cerebelli superior, arises near the termination of the basilar. It passes lateralward immediately below the oculomotor nerve, which separates it from the posterior cerebral artery, winds around the cerebral peduncle close to the trochlear nerve, and, arriving at the upper surface of the cerebellum, divides into branches which ramify in the pia mater and anastomose with those of the inferior cerebellar arteries. Several branches are given to the pineal body, the anterior medullary vellum, and the telechoroidea of the third ventricle. The posterior cerebral artery, arteria cerebri posterior, is larger than the preceding, from which it is separated near its origin by the oculomotor nerve. Passing lateralward, parallel to the superior cerebellar artery, and receiving the posterior communicating from the internal carotid, it winds around the cerebral peduncle and reaches the tentorial surface of the occipital lobe of the cerebrum, where it breaks up into branches for the supply of the, the temporal and occipital lobes. The branches of the posterior cerebral artery are divided into two sets, ganglionic and cortical. Ganglionic, posterior medial, posterior choroidal, posterolateral. Cortical, anterior temporal, posterior temporal, calcarine, parieto-occipital. Ganglionic. The posteromedial ganglionic branches are a group of small arteries which arise at the commencement of the posterior cerebral artery. These, with similar branches from the posterior communicating, pierce the posterior perforated substance and supply the medial surfaces of the thalami and the walls of the third ventricle. Posterior choroidal branches run forward beneath the splenium of the corpus callosum and supply the telechoroidea of the third ventricle and the choroid plexus. The posterolateral ganglionic branches are small arteries which arise from the posterior cerebral artery after it has turned around the cerebral peduncle. They supply a considerable portion of the thalamus. 
Cortical. The cortical branches are the anterior temporal, distributed to the uncus and the anterior part of the fusiform gyrus, the posterior temporal, to the fusiform and the inferior temporal gyri, the calcarine, to the cuneus and gyrus lingualis and the back part of the convex surface of the occipital lobe, and the parieto-occipital, to the cuneus and the precuneus. 2. The thyrocervical trunk, truncus thyrocervicalis, thyroid axis, is a short, thick trunk which arises from the front of the first portion of the subclavian artery, close to the medial border of the scalenus anterior, and divides almost immediately into three branches, the inferior thyroid, transverse scapula, and transverse cervical. The inferior thyroid artery, arteria thyroidea inferior, passes upward in front of the vertebral artery and longus colli, then turns medialward behind the carotid sheath and its contents, and also behind the sympathetic trunk, the middle cervical ganglion resting upon the vessel. Reaching the lower border of the thyroid gland, it divides into two branches, which supply the postero-inferior parts of the gland, and anastomose with the superior thyroid, and with the corresponding artery of the opposite side. The recurrent nerve passes upward generally behind, but occasionally in front of the artery. The branches of the inferior thyroid are inferior laryngeal, tracheal, esophageal, ascending cervical, muscular. The inferior laryngeal artery, arteria laryngea inferior, ascends upon the trachea to the back part of the larynx under cover of the constrictor pharyngus inferior, in company with the recurrent nerve, and supplies the muscles and mucous membrane of this part, anastomosing with the branch from the opposite side and with the superior laryngeal branch of the superior thyroid artery. The tracheal branches, rami tracheales, are distributed upon the trachea and anastomose below with the bronchial arteries. The esophageal branches, rami esophagi, supply the esophagus and anastomose with the esophageal branches of the aorta. The ascending cervical artery, arteria cervicalis ascendens, is a small branch which arises from the inferior thyroid as that vessel is passing behind the carotid sheath. It runs up on the anterior tubercles of the transverse processes of the cervical vertebrae in the interval between the scalenus anterior and longus capitis. To the muscles of the neck it gives twigs which anastomose with branches of the vertebral, and it sends one or two spinal branches into the vertebral canal through the intervertebral foramina to be distributed to the medulla spinalis and its membranes, and to the bodies of the vertebrae, in the same manner as the spinal branches from the vertebral. It anastomoses with the ascending pharyngeal and occipital arteries. The muscular branches supply the depressors of the hyoid bone and the longus colli, scalenus anterior and constrictor pharyngus inferior. The transverse scapular artery, arteria transversa scapulae suprascapular artery, passes at first downward and lateralward across the scalenus anterior and phrenic nerve being covered by the sternocleidomastoideus. It then crosses the subclavian artery and the brachial plexus, and runs behind and parallel with the clavicle and the subclavius, and beneath the inferior belly of the omohyodeus, to the superior border of the scapula. It passes over the superior transverse ligament of the scapula, which separates it from the suprascapular nerve, and enters the supraspinatus fossa. In this situation it lies close to the bone, and ramifies between it and the supraspinatus, to which it supplies branches. It then descends behind the neck of the scapula, through the great scapular notch and under cover of the inferior transverse ligament, to reach the infraspinatus fossa, 
where it anastomoses with the scapular circumflex and the descending branch of the transverse cervical. Besides distributing branches to the sternocleidomastoideus, subclavius, and neighboring muscles, it gives off a suprasternal branch, which crosses over the sternal end of the clavicle to the skin of the upper part of the chest, and an acromial branch, which pierces the trapezius and supplies the skin over the acromion, anastomosing with the thoracoacromial artery. As the artery passes over the superior transverse ligament of the scapula, it sends a branch into the subscapular fossa, where it ramifies beneath the subscapularis, and anastomoses with the subscapular artery, and with the descending branch of the transverse cervical. It also sends articular branches to the acromioclavicular and shoulder joints, and a nutrient artery to the clavicle. The transverse cervical artery, arteria transversa colli, transversalis colli artery, lies at a higher level than the transverse scapula. It passes transversely above the inferior belly of the homohyodeus to the anterior margin of the trapezius, beneath which it divides into an ascending and a descending branch. It crosses in front of the phrenic nerve and the scalene, and in front of or between the divisions of the brachial plexus, and is covered by the platysma and sternocleidomastoideus, and crossed by the omohyodeus and trapezius. The ascending branch, ramus ascendens, superficial cervical artery, ascends beneath the anterior margin of the trapezius, distributing branches to it, and to the neighbouring muscles and lymph glands in the neck and anastomosing with the superficial branch of the descending ramus of the occipital artery. The descending branch, ramus descendens, posterior scapular artery, passes beneath the levator scapuli to the medial angle of the scapula, and then descends under the rhomboidae along the vertebral border of that bone as far as the inferior angle. It supplies the rhomboidae, latissimus dorsi, and trapezius, and anastomoses with the transverse scapular and subscapular arteries, and with the posterior branches of some of the intercostal arteries. Peculiarities The ascending branch of the transverse cervical frequently arises directly from the thyrocervical trunk, and the descending branch from the third, more rarely from the second, part of the subclavian. The internal mammary artery, arteria mammaria interna, arises from the undersurface of the first portion of the subclavian, opposite the thyrocervical trunk. It descends behind the cartilages of the upper six ribs at a distance of about 1.25 centimetres from the margin of the sternum, and at the level of the sixth intercostal space divides into the muscular phrenic and superior epigastric arteries. Relations It is directed at first downward, forward, and medialward behind the sternal end of the clavicle, the subclavian and internal jugular veins, and the first costal cartilage, and passes forward close to the lateral side of the innominate vein. As it enters the thorax, the phrenic nerve crosses from its lateral to its medial side. Below the first costal cartilage, it descends almost vertically to its point of bifurcation. It is covered in front by the cartilages of the upper six ribs, and the intervening intercostales interni and anterior intercostal membranes and is crossed by the terminal portions of the upper six intercostal nerves. It rests on the pleura, as far as the third costal cartilage, below this level upon the transversus thoracis. It is accompanied by a pair of veins. These unite above to form a single vessel, which runs medial to the artery and ends in the corresponding innominate vein. Branches The branches of the internal mammary are pericardiacophrenic, anterior mediastinal, pericardial, sternal, intercostal, perforating, musculophrenic, 
superior epigastric. The pericardiacophrenic artery, arteria pericardiacophrenica, arteria comes nervi phrenici, is a long slender branch which accompanies the phrenic nerve between the pleura and pericardium to the diaphragm to which it is distributed. It anastomoses with the musculophrenic and inferior phrenic arteries. The anterior mediastinal arteries, AA mediastinalis anteriores, mediastinal arteries, are small vessels distributed to the areolar tissue and lymph glands in the anterior mediastinal cavity and to the remains of the thymus. The pericardial branches supply the upper part of the anterior surface of the pericardium. The lower part receives branches from the musculophrenic artery. The sternal branches, rami sternalis, are distributed to the transversus thoracis and to the posterior surface of the sternum. The anterior mediastinal, pericardial and sternal branches, together with some twigs from the pericardiacophrenic, anastomose with branches from the intercostal and bronchial arteries and form a subpleural mediastinal plexus. The intercostal branches, rami intercostalis, anterior intercostal arteries, supply the upper five or six intercostal spaces. Two in number in each space, these small vessels pass lateralward, one lying near the lower margin of the rib above, and the other near the upper margin of the rib below, and anastomose with the intercostal arteries from the aorta. They are at first situated between the pleura and the intercostales interni, and then between the intercostales interni and externi. They supply the intercostales, and by branches which perforate the intercostales externi, the pectoralis and the mamma. The perforating branches, rami perforantes, correspond to the five or six intercostal spaces. They pass forward through the intercostal spaces and, curving lateralward, supply the pectoralis major and the integument. Those which correspond to the second, third and fourth spaces give branches to the mamma and during lactation are of large size. The musculophrenic artery, arteria musculophrenica, is directed obliquely downward and lateralward, behind the cartilages of the false ribs. It perforates the diaphragm at the eighth or ninth costal cartilage and ends, considerably reduced in size, opposite the last intercostal space. It gives off intercostal branches to the seventh, eighth and ninth intercostal spaces. These diminish in size as the spaces decrease in length, and are distributed in a manner precisely similar to the intercostals from the internal mammary. The musculophrenic also gives branches to the lower part of the pericardium, and others which run backward to the diaphragm, and downward to the abdominal muscles. The superior epigastric artery, arteria epigastrica superior, continues in the original direction of the internal mammary. It descends through the interval between the costal and sternal attachments of the diaphragm, and enters the sheath of the rectus abdominis, at first lying behind the muscle, and then perforating and supplying it, and anastomosing with the inferior epigastric artery from the external iliac. Branches perforate the anterior wall of the sheath of the rectus and supply the muscles of the abdomen and the integument, and a small branch passes in front of the ziphoid process and anastomoses with the artery of the opposite side. It also gives some twigs to the diaphragm, while from the artery of the right side small branches extend into the falciform ligament of the liver and anastomose with the hepatic artery. The cervical trunk Truncus costico-cervicalis, superior intercostal artery, arises from the upper and back part of the subclavian artery, behind the scalenus anterior on the right side, and medial to that muscle on the left side. Passing backward, it gives off the profunda cervicalis, and, 
continuing as the highest intercostal artery, descends behind the pleura in front of the necks of the first and second ribs, and anastomoses with the first aortic intercostal. As it crosses the neck of the first rib, it lies medial to the anterior division of the first thoracic nerve, and lateral to the first thoracic ganglion of the sympathetic trunk. In the first intercostal space, it gives off a branch which is distributed in a manner similar to the distribution of the aortic intercostals. The branch for the second intercostal space usually joins with one from the highest aortic intercostal artery. This branch is not constant, but is more commonly found on the right side. When absent, its place is supplied by an intercostal branch from the aorta. Each intercostal gives off a posterior branch which goes to the posterior vertebral muscles, and sends a small spinal branch through the corresponding intervertebral foramen to the medulla spinalis and its membranes. The profunda cervicalis, arteria cervicalis profunda, deep cervical branch, arises in most cases from the costocervical trunk, and is analogous to the posterior branch of an aortic intercostal artery. Occasionally it is a separate branch from the subclavian artery. Passing backward, above the eighth cervical nerve and between the transverse process of the seventh cervical vertebra and the neck of the first rib, it runs up the back of the neck, between the semispinalis capitis and colli, as high as the axis vertebra, supplying these and adjacent muscles, and anastomosing with the deep division of the descending branch of the occipital and with branches of the vertebral. It gives off a spinal twig which enters the canal through the intervertebral foramen between the seventh cervical and first thoracic vertebra. End of section 18